As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients' line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's our weekly uh, attempt to answer your questions. Questions come to radio program at AOL.com. And uh, let's uh, make sure we have a full mailbox next week. We managed to sustain ourselves through the holiday lull. Uh, but now it's back to business. The run-up to Christmas 2020 and uh, a new year. Yeah. Well, hopefully a better year. Can't get any worse. Amen. <laughs> <clears throat> we have <laughs> we have an email from Michael. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. The results from a SIBO breath test indicated very low okay, levels of so hydrogen. Hang tight. Let's talk about this. Uh, what is a SIBO breath test? So a SIBO breath test yeah. is a test that we do for small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Yes. Why do we do that test? Well, people come in with gastrointestinal symptoms. Yeah. And... Uh, Especially in diarrhea predominant IBS, mm-hmm. you know, with urgency and, you know, you can't uh, leave the house until you sat in the toilet you know, a couple of times. Right. Make sure it's done. Yeah. That, and you then know, you can go, but, but maybe. cramps and, you know, unexpected. Right. You know, Bloaty searches stuff. for the bathroom and, you know, that kind of thing. That's a form of IBS mm-hmm. that is very amenable to treatment for SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Um, the breath test usually measures two things. Some future breath, breath tests may measure additional things. Yeah. Um, but uh, usually they, it measures hydrogen mm-hmm. and it measures methane. So when you produce a lot of hydrogen, uh, it's often the result of fermentation by yes. bacteria that are hydrogen producing. They can be targeted with b- diet modification or yes. certain botanicals or in mm-hmm. some cases medication. Yeah. Uh, Zyfaxin is a pretty popular medication. Yeah. Uh, for the hydrogen predominant. The less common kind and the more difficult to treat kind is methane predominant. Mm. And if you recall, methane is swamp gas. So yes. methane is sometimes somewhat malodorous. Yeah. Uh, but methane predominant SIBO is often associated with the other type of IBS, which is IBS C, mm-hmm. constipation. Yeah. Uh, so the. A medical way to treat uh, methane-predominant SIBO is with two drugs, neomycin Mm -hmm. and zyfaxin together. Together, okay. And it's fairly effective, Mm -hmm. but not always effective. Um, Other things that are helpful, uh, there is a Trentil. 
a trantal, yes. And mm-hmm. a trantal is a combination of different herbs, but uh, horse chestnut, and um, but also something called kibaracho, uh, which also some peppermint. Peppermint is also a good general oh. IBS uh, herb. Good. Uh, it reduces but for bloating, spasm. It's antimicrobial. It is antimicrobial, but yeah. it also uh, reduces the spasm. Mm. But quebracho is a, a unique ingredient in a trantal, which is helpful sometimes for methane-predominant uh, SIBO. Oh, there you go. Um, and uh, it was discovered because livestock who grazed on quebracho had less flatulence. Oh, well, maybe that's the answer. Yeah. To, you know, the uh, the factory farming and... The <laughs> yeah, it just give <laughs> And all the methane... A trantal. That's so anyway, so we've, yes. inter- we've interviewed uh, the doctor who developed uh, a trantal on one of our yes. podcasts. You can look it up. Maybe I'll re- reinvite him in 2021. But uh, it's available, A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L. It's yes. available over the counter or online. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could try it. But the other thing that's helpful, and you pointed that out the other day when we were talking about this, is the um, well, here's the garlic. Thing. Alamax. Gar- Alamax. Alamax. Initially, Michael had good results with candibactin, AR, BR, but no more. So AR is with uh, yeah. oregano mm-hmm. and uh, it's aromatic and BR, herbs. And the BR is with berberine. berberine. Mm-hmm. Yes. But those are important. more suitable for the hydrogen predominant. The hydrogen. But now yeah. this is a methane right. predominant and Alamax may do it. Might. Alamax may do it. So it's worth a try. What do you say to biocidin? Biocidin is a possibility too. It's a formula that uh, is rich in black walnut, right? And gentian violet. Yeah, gentian violet is, is strongly antifungal and antibacterial. In fact, gentian violet used to be used for oral thrush. You used to uh, paint the mouth of patients with oral thrush with a gentian formula, mm-hmm. um, which was weird because when they you know would say, "Let's look at your mouth and see how you know it's how your purple. yeast is." It's purple. It's yeah. like, Oh my goodness! Did you just have a purple lollipop? <laughs> and here's the even weirder part. Um, when I first saw this, it kind of freaked me out. Is uh, a purple vagina? Yeah. Whoa! Oh, yeah, because it used to be used not too much anymore. Huh. But they used to for women who developed uh, yeast infections, mm-hmm. they would paint the vulva. Yeah. Uh, with gentian, gentian violet. Wow. Gentian violet. So it'd be okay. Let you know. Let's do your pelvic exam. Oh my goodness. Um, that's an interesting color. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, huh. how, how festive! <laughs> yeah. How festive! So Michael tried the Candibax and ARBR. Uh, I would say try the Alamax. He's concerned about the side effects of neomycin. Neomycin. So, so neomycin has the side effect of having a. La- it's a laxative. Yeah, it's a laxative. which he doesn't need because diarrhea is his. Is his uh, so then you know it, it's symptom. not clear that. Well, it the methane. Predominance usually slows the GI tract. Right, right. So I don't know, you know. So he was surprised by that finding because of his chronic diarrhea that he's more methane predominant. This sounds like a day in the office, doesn't it? It really does. Michael, you should come into the office to see us. Yeah. So <laughs> we get these com- we get these complicated cases. Right. I mean, easy cases, they just, you know, we they listen to our podcasts, they treat themselves, and they don't come in. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, there are a lot of different supplements, as we mentioned here, as well as drugs. Maybe Zyfaxin mm-hmm. uh, might be the one. Yep. That with neomycin, as you said, uh, together. So that could be some. Pay strict attention to your diet, too. That's often a big help. Well, yeah, let's, we talk about the, um, the low FODMAP diet. Low FODMAP diet. 
people with super duper intractable SIBO, mm-hmm. specific carbohydrate diet. Yes. Specific carbohydrate Which goes diet. beyond. It goes beyond. Beyond the low fat diet. It can be diet. very austere for people who don't know what the specific carbohydrate diet is. And we use it for ulcerative colitis and Crohn's exactly. disease, but we can also it's use it for kind bad of IBS. For, for bad really IBS. bad IBS, yeah. intractable diarrhea, it would be the specific carbohydrate diet. And the book is called Breaking the Vicious Cycle. And the official website by Elaine Gottschall, the late Elaine Gottschall, and the official website is breakingthevicioucycle.info. Great. .info. Breakingthevicioucycle.info. Michael, go and read that. Do you realize we just cured like 100,000 people? It's amazing. The power of podcasts. Yeah, and it's free. But, <laughs> but you got to listen to this commercial. Exactly. Okay, so uh, <laughs> let's allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share this important message with you. Here goes. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Youthful Energy, providing you with a unique energy support of pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They are what make this Intelligent Medicine podcast free to you. And so that's a small price to pay. But besides, we love our sponsors. We really believe in the products yes, that they absolutely. purvey. And uh, you, you, can't, you cannot imagine the number of sponsors that I whiff on, that I just say, I'm sorry, that's I can't promote this. Yeah, they got a big bag of money to give us to, you know, put their product on mm-hmm. parade, but I can't get behind it that product. It can't be about that. Exactly. No. It's got to be, be that. you know. Then where's the integrity? It's got to be win-win. Know? It's got to be, thank you for supporting our podcast, getting the information out, yeah. and we want to share something of value to our listeners. Right. Right. Okay. We've got a question from Kathy. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. Thank you for your informative podcasts. I'm a 55-year-old female, and after a recent bone density test, I find uh, I found out that I have slight osteopenia in my S- hip. Slight osteopenia is like... That's not a diagnosis. That's like slight facial uh, wrinkling. Right. Very slight. slight. Just slight. Slight. slight facial wrinkling. It's like it is an accoutrement of uh, aging. Of aging, sure. And it's not sure. a disease. Nope. And let's not get to... And it's not a medical diagnosis. And it's also not... A, an indication for mm-hmm. powerful drugs. Exactly. But I'm seeing more and more women come into this office having only osteopenia. And being and told being they given need to be yeah. powerful drugs. Powerful, expensive. Yes. Injectable. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's very concerning. Yep. As a matter of fact. So Kathy says, what should I be doing to address this? And Kathy's thyroid was removed. She's, she's taking 120 micrograms of levothyroxine. 120? It usually doesn't come 120. It's 125. Yeah. Really? Okay. But her thyroid re- was removed. So is that a very high dose for somebody without a thyroid or not? It's how a, would, and how would we a know? moderately high dose. 
I but would, she yeah. had her whole thyroid removed, so she has no thyroid production. So yeah. it's fairly reasonable. So, so the, why that is important is because over treatment with thyroid medication can have a bone thinning effect. Yes. But without further information, I can't really exactly. adjudicate that. The presumption is that the endocrinologist is being careful. Yeah. And she's using conventional thyroid medication, which is easier to monitor than uh, natural thyroid medication. So it's, yeah. I do, you know, we have seen some people who have osteoporosis because they had overzealous holistic doctors who yes. said, oh, you know, take it until you feel good. Well, it's like some people only feel good when they drink 10, 12 cups of coffee a day, you exactly. know. So it's like they needed so much stimulation to get on with their overly busy, overly right. ambitious or, uh, or the constant lives. search for dopamine. Yeah. Whichever. So they, they took yeah. too much mm -hmm. and uh, that set their heart palpitating and it thinned their bones. And set then, their hearts aflutter. Yes, mm -hmm. it did. Yeah. That's what it does. So, so, but anyway, so let's presume the thyroid is not a problem. Right. All right. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. so for bone health, certainly uh, we like, uh, typically you want to have vitamin D levels up past the 40s. Yes. So that's the first thing. We oh, want magnesium. Know, I saw something very interesting today. Hmm. I saw a patient. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't a patient. It was actually the relative of uh, one of our office staffers. Uh -huh. And she just said, can you take a look at my mom's uh, test results? Oh, and yeah. It, I looked at the vitamin D. It was like 17. I said, this person needs to be on vitamin D. She says, the funny thing is, I put my mom on vitamin D. She's on a thousand international units. Oh yes, and it would and it made her vitamin D seventeen. So it shows you that for some people that is that's a used it's to be too low. One thousand won't do anything for most people. And you know what's in a in a centrum is like four hundred IU four hundred yeah, IU yeah four hundred right right. You get that from a quart of milk four hundred mm -hmm. IU in total. But that's what for they those used to, who are they used to think milk. that was adequate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so definitely vitamin D. Yeah. I think also for bone health, vitamin C is a good idea. Okay. Because it helps with hydroxyproline. Hydroxyproline, uh, the collagen, all of that. Yes. Good. I read a very interesting article on Green Med Info that it might be about a little bit of scurvy. Oh, okay. When it comes to bone health, okay. which I found interesting. But vitamin C is still a good thing. Okay. All right. Uh, you definitely want vitamin K. K2, the K2, MK7 version. MK7 version. You want uh, a minimum of 180 micrograms. You know, vitamin K is a little like Chinese boxes. There's vitamin K, yeah. and then there's three subtypes. Yes. But the most prominent subtypes are K1 and K2. K1, fruits and vegetables, K1 but it doesn't do much leafies. for bone. No, but it's, it's kind it, of the matrix. It helps with immunity, and it helps with blood clotting. I call that the wallpaper of the K, Right. and then the rest is the K2. The K2 is present in fermented cheeses and also natto. Natto. Uh, and meat. And, and meat to some extent. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's the that's what really works on the bones. Right. And there's a subtype of K2, which is the MK7 mm -hmm. type of K2, yeah. which seems to be most effective for cardiovascular protection and for bones. Right. So it's a double whammy. It keeps the calcium away from the arteries and puts it in the bones. Exactly. We don't want to overdo calcium. No. We don't generally want more than... Maybe 500 milligrams a Supplementary day. Supplementary calcium. In a supplement. Yeah. In a supplement. You'll get some in your diet. You know. Right. Uh, we like austere. I had some canned tuna yeah. the other day. I made a tuna mm. salad with mm -hmm. uh, celery and with uh, yeah. onions and mayo uh, and a little turmeric. And uh, But I figured there's little bones in that, in the canned tuna. Yes. And there's a lot of calcium in, in if you're not Especially having dairy. Especially in sardines. Sardines and, right. and canned, canned salmon. salmon. Yeah. You really want to crush up all that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also a good idea. Um, 
Yeah, magnesium is very, very important. It may be more important than calcium yes. in bone health. It's, yes, it's important. So these are the things to take. And then, you know, there's some special nutrients that we give to people who have... She doesn't have bad osteoporosis. I wouldn't nope. suggest she go on strontium. No, um, she has osteopenia. Yeah, so she doesn't have osteoporosis. We had a wonderful result today. We saw a guy, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been following him. He had a minus four point two in twenty seventeen in his spine. In yeah, his spine, that was kind of severe. Yeah, a sixty five year old guy. So then we put him on you know our program, yes. which included strontium because he he has pretty bad osteoporosis. Yeah, and it got a little better. It went to three point six in twenty eighteen, and then we waited a couple of years. And this year, it's minus 2.6. It was a 19.9% improvement in That's bone wonderful. density. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. He was very happy about and his, that. And his hips improved a little bit too, but his yeah. hips weren't that bad to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kathy, make sure you're strength training. Besides regular you know, cardio, you want to strength train as well. Kathy's how old? She's uh, 55. Oh, 55. She's okay. 55. Set it apart for the course. Not yeah. A big, not, not a biggie. Exactly. I mean, exactly. two things we got, I mean, three things we got people freaked out about. Well, COVID, of course, but also uh, cholesterol mm-hmm. and uh, bone density. We've mm. really, you know, those, those, there's, we've really sort of terrorized the populace with right. those concepts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kathy, thank you very much for your question. Uh, make sure that you're, thyroid panel, your thyroid tests are where they should be. That's also very important that your thyroid is not, or Over. she has no thyroid, so it, that it's not too much levothyroxine. Right. right. That may be adding to the diminishment yeah, we don't in, know, but it in bones. just needs to be looked at. Yeah. We've got a question from Mary. What do you think of bacteriophages or bacteriophages? I've had my I've had IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and now microscopic colitis. Specific carbohydrate diet usually resolves my diarrhea in three weeks, but this time it's been months. And only now it's gradually getting better. I would like to try some bacteriophages. She mentions a particular type uh, uh, called Florophage, which I haven't looked at, but it's a supplement. It's, a, I believe, it's a supplement called Florophage. Yeah, I, I think it's a little early in the uh, research on that. I mean, exactly. the problem is uh, our chemical antibiotics are we're running out of right. antibiotics, right? And what bacteriophages are? Phage is the word for eat. Eat yeah. in Greek, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Latin. I think it's Greek. Mm-hmm. I always get those confused, but I think it's Greek. Yeah. So that there are what are called phagocytes, which are white blood cells that basically, you know, are like little Pac-Man. They eat up. They, you eat know, up. they, they, they chase down and eat up mm-hmm. invaders. Uh, bacteriophages eat bacteria, mm-hmm. but they're viruses. Yes. And they're vi- certain viruses do good in the body because they keep bacteria in check. Mm-hmm. And uh, they... You know, so there, there's actually, you know, we talk about the microbiome. There's also a viriome, which means the, yes. vac- the viruses that are present in our body that may be beneficial. Right. Um, I think this uh, supplement harnesses the concept of phages, mm-hmm. but I can't imagine that it has live viruses in it. Right. Because viruses have the potential to mutate and transform mm-hmm. dangerously. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't look up that product, but... 
Yeah. Uh, it's a good concept, but I, you know, I think it's, it's on sort of on the cutting edge of research is that maybe in the future for, say, women who have recurrent urinary tract infections, they can be given phage therapy. They've tried every antibiotic yeah. under the sun, and the phage therapy or phage therapy could help to keep the bacteria right. in check. So these bacteriophages have been proposed as alternatives to antibiotics yeah. and for many antibiotic-resistant bacterial An strains. An object of research. Yeah. 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 Uh, interestingly, phages can also be used as biocontrol agents in agriculture and petroleum industry. That's interesting. Oh, okay, like in the right. fermentation vats when yeah. they're making things. And moreover, phages are used as vehicles for vaccine, both DNA and protein, right. for the detection of pathogenic bacterial strain as a display system for many proteins, antibiotics. So there are lots of potential uses. But I don't think the technology has advanced that yeah. we have... Uh, now, this is what I'm reading to you here is from 2012. Oh. So, and that was the... Thing that popped up yeah. first, so I imagine. I wonder how much more has been done. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's a promising area. I, you know, can look into that product, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure that the product um, is precision targeted towards the bacteria that she needs to suppress. Uh, I read something interesting about uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Is that uh, we do believe that to some extent irritable bowel syndrome is related to bad bacteria. Yes. And so what a tempting idea is to just give people antibiotics. And She but, has microscopic colitis. Maybe she just needs some flagell or something. Well, the problem is, according to these researchers, is that the bacteria that cause IBS or some forms of IBS is not vulnerable to any of the known antibiotics. Yeah. So we can give, you know... Uh, you know, uh, Zyfaxin and Neomycin and or Flagyl. Some of these are popular for gastrointestinal yeah. problems. So why is that? The ba they say that that bacteria, which is, has an obscure name that I can't remember right now, hides in the goblet cells, which are mucus secreting cells in the gastrointestinal tract, and so that the antibiotics can't get to them. Ah. So now they've possibly isolated a, a bacteria that causes some cases of very refractory IBS, the question is, how do you get to those bacteria? Yeah. It, because no known antibiotics reach them, but maybe in the future they can figure out some kind of way to uh, eradicate those bacteria that are the culprits, they think, in IBS. So this may be something that's on the horizon now. Yeah, I mean, I, there's all... Phage therapy. Phage therapy or, mm -hmm. you know, advanced treatments. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, what's interesting here is she does talk about microscopic colitis. Let's say a word about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we tend to think either you have ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease, which is inflammatory bowel disease. Yes. Or else you have nothing. You have IBS, which means like it's just your nerves. You right. You have a nervous bowel. Yeah. But actually, it may be that certain forms of IBS are sort of a crossover towards uh, ulcerative colitis. Ulcerative colitis, you can look with virtually the naked eye with a colonoscope, and you can see these big craters, you know, these ulcerations yes. in the wall. Microscopic colitis means if you look at it, it might look a little red or a little pink, but if you take a biopsy, you can see some inflammation. That yeah. is micro, But you have to look under a microscope. Yes. So it may be that there's a continuum from... Mm -hmm. Also, you know, bleeding ulcerative colitis where there's, you know, the toilet bowl fills up with blood 
to people with IBS who have a, a sort of uh, what's termed in medicine a form frust, a frustrated form or a mild form of ulcerative colitis. Hmm. So therefore, they could respond to our measures for ulcerative colitis, like yeah. the specific carbohydrate diet. She's been doing specific carbohydrate diet, and it's been months. Okay. So she needs and, some other Yeah. So she something right. else. Yeah. Something else. Right, right. That's a consult, Mary. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Rather than trying to treat yourself with phages or something. Yeah. So yeah. I mean yeah. it's it's sort of a good concept. We want to find out the cause of this uh, ongoing IBS and now microscopic colitis. It could be there for who knows, another reason. Or after a round of antibiotics. Or how do you know it's not a C. diff or... Well, you know, an example of which is they now have these uh, vaccines which are based on RNA. Yeah. Now, you can actually go on the internet and you can buy RNA supplements. They're called nucleotides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can say, well, I don't need the vaccine. I can just go, you know, I can't wait five months for the vaccine to... You know, for me to become eligible for the vaccine, it won't be available till spring of 2021. Mm-hmm. So let me just get some RNA, and I'll just take the RNA. Well, there's a difference. You know, it's it's like sort of heterogeneous RNA, mm-hmm. and it's not specifically targeted to the spike protein of the virus. Yeah, and it's so it's it's probably <laughs> I mean it may help you in some respects. There's some studies that say that you can enhance uh, surgical recovery with RNA because it provides the body with the ability to synthesize protein, you know, in an indiscriminate way and in sort of a blunderbuss, non-targeted way. Mm-hmm. But to get the RNA that specifically, uh, you know, targets the spike protein of the um, virus, you know, the vaccine, yeah. you know, it, uh, that's, it's, it's very selective. Yeah. So... Yeah, in the supplement world, I think there's sometimes efforts to emulate high-tech science that may or may not reach the threshold of precision that's yes. necessary. Right, right. But it's a good try. Yeah. Thinking, thinking <laughs> out of the try. box. Thinking exactly. out of the box. Exactly. Do we have time for a quick question? Or we don't it? have a quick question, Dr. Oh, oh good. This well, is actually a long one. We so are have to wait. well into our time limit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let's announce one, one more time. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. And um, we'd be happy to field them next week when we come back on with next week's version of Q&A with Layla. We're going to keep on uh, broadcasting through the end of this challenging year. Yeah. And we're here for you, whatever your concerns are. Radio program at AOL.com. Thanks, Layla, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212 779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your healthcare.